Welcome to the Monday Morning Memory Wipe. I'm your host, Craig Price, and it's time to comb through the clutter and identify what you need to know so you can delete the rest and start the week with a clean slate. Before we start, let me remind you to subscribe to the YouTube playlist at Stolen Droids, click the bell for notifications, and follow Memory Wipe on Twitter. Also, if you have something to say, contribute, or just drop a happy note, we're morningmemorywipe at gmail.com. Now let's get on to priority one. Marvel dropped a bomb at the beginning of the week when they released what started out as a retrospective montage narrated eloquently by the late Stan Lee to get people ready to return to theaters, even including a famous fan reaction to Endgame. It then turned into a massive flex on just how many Marvel Cinematic Universe movies are coming out in the next two years. Of course, this year we'll be getting Black Widow on July 9th, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings on September 3rd, Eternals November 5th, and Spider-Man No Way Home December 17th. Next year brings Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on March 25th, Thor Love and Thunder on May 6th, Black Panther Wakanda Forever on July 8th, The Marvels November 11th, and in 2023, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on February 17th, followed by Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 on May 5th. The trailer showed some new Eternals footage from the newest Oscar winner for Best Director, Chloe Zhao, as well as the new title for Black Panther 2, now called Black Panther Wakanda Forever and Captain Marvel 2 now called The Marvels, which the logo seems to indicate that Miss Marvel from the new Disney Plus show is now part of the plan. And while no date was announced or title given, Marvel made sure to tease their flagship property, The Fantastic Four, with a logo at the end. But Marvel wasn't done there, as later that night they premiered a new Loki series trailer during their Arena of Heroes sponsored NBA games where augmented reality had Iron Man, Black Panther, and Captain Marvel hanging out during the game. Marvel movies every three months for the next two years will either be the golden age we all hope for, or will bring Ragnarok destruction of the end of the MCU. Either way, expect a lot of movies in the coming years. With an unexpected Make Mine Marvel May 3rd happening, it only fed the hype machine that was May the 4th as people across the world celebrated Star Wars Day. The day started with an advertisement for an all-immersive adventure hotel Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, which launches 2022, only to have everyone lose their collective minds over this retractable glowing lightsaber. As Ben Riddout explained in a rather long Twitter thread, it's like two tape measures in a lightsaber hilt that when you press the button, in 1.2 seconds it extends and glows. And the nerds wept. It looks amazing and will only be part of the Galactic Star Cruiser Resort opening sometime in 2022. But you better start saving now. Projected pricing for a two-night, three-day stay starts at $3,300 for one person, and a cabin with five passengers would cost $7,200. I'm sure it'll be sold out for years in advance. I should be able to go and use my senior citizen discount sometime in 2049. Thankfully, Star Wars Day had plenty of less expensive options for you to expend on. There was exclusive Funko Darth Vaders. Amazon had exclusive Lego sets and exclusive artwork. T-Turtle had 20 new t-shirts designs, and there was a $150,000 watch with a screen-used kyber crystal from 2016's Rogue One A Star Wars Story. Also, there were three Disney Plus specials. Star Wars Biomes, where you take a virtual vacation to some of Star Wars films' most iconic and beloved locations like Hoth, Tatooine, and Sorgan, as this charming series whisks you off for flyover tours of a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars Vehicle Flythroughs gets up close and personal with two of the Star Wars films' most iconic and beloved ships as viewers explore the memorable interiors and exteriors of the Millennium Falcon and an Imperial Star Destroyer. And Maggie Simpson in The Force Awakens from its nap. It's a daycare far, far away, but still in Springfield, Maggie's on an epic quest for her stolen pacifier. 
Her adventure brings her face to face with young Padawans, Sith Lords, familiar droids, rebel scum, and an ultimate battle against the dark side. And in this original short celebrating the Star Wars galaxy. We also saw tons of celebs celebrate the day. Be it the Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal, Mark Hamill and Oscar Isaac with the Jedi Master of Social Media, Carrie Fisher's Frenchie Gary, or James Gunn showing how much Star Wars means to him, to the National Air and Space Museum. Hope you had a great Star Wars day, only a year until the next one. Speaking of streaming services, Paramount Plus has decided to release a new movie a week on their platform for 2022. However, starting in June of this year, they plan to release the Antoine Fuqua-directed Mark Wahlberg movie, Infinite, instead of a theatrical release. And also, starting with John Krasinski's A Quiet Place Part 2, certain movies in 2021 will be available on the streamer 45 days after it opens, in Memorial Day. As CEO Bob Backish announced on a Viacom earnings conference call, all of this is a preview to a substantial ramping up of original movies next year, when we expect to be averaging an original movie a week in 2022. We'll see how this affects theaters moving forward, but more options for the consumer is always a good thing. In the comings and going department, well, coming, Hannah John Kamen, best known as the villain Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp, will star as Red Sonja in Millennium Films' Sword and Sandal adaptation. Created in the early 1970s by Roy Thomas and Barry Windsor Smith for Marvel's Conan the Barbarian comics, Red Sonja quickly became popular for her own spin-off series. The Red Sonja movie tried to capitalize on Conan the Barbarian's movie coattails, even casting Arnold Schwarzenegger, but in a non-Conan role, and bombed at the box office. Going, The Flash is saying goodbye to two original cast members, Tom Cavanaugh and Carlos Valdez. While Tom Cavanaugh's departure as various versions of Harrison Wells, as well as playing Ibard Thawne, the reverse Flash, was expected in season six, the pandemic had other plans and pushed him into the season 7 premiere while Carlos Valdez, who plays Cisco Ramon, as well as his multiverse counterparts Echo and Reverb, will depart in the season finale out May 19th. Also leaving a long-time gig, Jesse Williams is checking out of Grey's Anatomy after 12 seasons. Williams joined Grey's Anatomy as a recurring character in season 6 and was promoted to a series regular the following season. He quickly emerged as a breakout star with his Dr. Jackson Avery among Grey's most popular characters. After 18 years, you would think there wouldn't be any anatomy left we haven't seen. But rumor has it that the show will be picked up for an 18th season. We end with podcast news. Two of your favorite hairy-footed Shire citizens are now podcasting. Dominic Moynihan and Billy Boyd, who played Hobbit's Merry and Pippin in The Lord of the Rings, are launching a podcast about the hit film franchise. Each week, they'll be digging into the latest pop culture, putting fans' Lord of the Rings knowledge to the test, revealing exclusive stories from filming, and maybe even welcome surprise drop-ins from famous faces. The podcast called The Friendship Onion is set to have episodes available weekly on Spotify and all podcast platforms, plus a video cast on YouTube. The show launches on May 18th. But please, just no recaps of the previous weeks. I, I, I can't compete with Hobbits. I, I can't. It's, and, and something I didn't know I needed, but give it to me now. The life and death of Don Simpson, the producer behind American Gigolo, Flashdance, Beverly Hills Cop, and Top Gun is the subject of a new podcast series from iHeartRadio. The series will investigate the circumstances surrounding Don's fatal overdose and, as reported by Deadline, chronicle the sordid cast of drug dealers, Hollywood madams, and crooked doctors who may have been complicit in his death. The anthology podcast titled The Don will begin with Simpson's early days fighting to break into the film industry through his rise as a blockbuster producer into the dark days after the failure of Days of Thunder and his struggles with drug and alcohol. The first six episodes will launch tomorrow on May 11th. We'll be back right after this.
When life's problems are too big for one person, you can't be afraid to ask for help, which is why we're calling tech support. From the Stolen Droid Network, popular podcast, movies that make us, and moderator at Stolen Droids Podcast, you can catch him all this week and the next two weeks uh, at the Utah Remote Con, as well as a episode of Matinee Heroes where he talked Top Gun, we have the president of Stolen Droids, Jake Dietz. The CEO of Stolen Droids Media and upcoming Utah Remote Con panelist, Colin Farmer. How are you, Colin? And a lifelong geek and recurring panelist at Salt Lake City's Fan X, James Thompson. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Really appreciate you being here. We need as much help as possible. Uh, Marvel hit us with a ton of information on Monday. Um, they Not only did they show us what we've missed by going to the, going to the movies, but also what we're going to see. And with some a little bit of tidbits here and there, uh, we'll start with Jake. What are you most looking forward to in that dump that they had on Monday? I think the one thing that stood out to me the most that I'm – really interested and intrigued by is the change from Captain Marvel 2 to the Marvels with the S from Miss Marvel. So we're going to see the young Miss Marvel along with Captain Marvel in a movie together. That intrigues me. I'm interested to see where they're going with that. I just saw the costume for the new Miss Marvel for the Disney Plus show. It looks fantastic. Um, I played the Marvel's Avengers game. It mm-hmm. looks like I just took it's it right spot out of on. that. Yeah. It, she oh, yeah. is going to be spot mm-hmm. on. So perfect. Colin, what do you think? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a big Spider-Man fan, so I'm I'm still holding out for uh, for No Way Home. Uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. I love the uh, the little teasers that they did, kind of leading up to the uh, to the trailer and title announcement uh, for for the movie. And yeah, I'm just excited for more Spider-Man, man. Uh, Andrew Garfield said that he is not in the new movie. Mm-hmm. Do you believe him? Yeah. I I don't know. It's it's hard to believe. I just want Toby Maguire back for for one more time. <laughs> you just want to see him dance. I know, he's, James. What are you looking forward to? I'll be honest. I'm looking forward to all of them. Um, I really love all the Marvel superhero movies. Um, I'm most curious about two, though. I'm curious about um, Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and the Ten Rings because I'd like to see if they draw the 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 actual Mandarin into the storyline because of the Ten Rings. And I am curious about The Eternals because we know the least about that film because there's no information about the film itself out there. Well, we do know that the director went from obscurity to top-notch as she won the Oscar mm-hmm. just a true. couple weeks this ago. So yeah. that tells me that the people at Marvel, as usual, are doing a great job of people. I think that one yes. of the things they do great is pick not only cast members as as a resurfaced casting of Thor was panned as they showed. I saw that as they were like, who are these two guys? And they turned out to be perfect. <laughs> but I also think that they've really done a good job with, I would say, 95% of the directors. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Now, with all these movies coming out, what we've got the problem is, is that we've got a movie every three months. I'm not sure that's a problem, but for some, it might be too much. Is Marvel fatigue going to be a thing, uh, James? Might not be for me, but I think that we'll definitely see some Marvel fatigue go on throughout the fandom as we as the um, as Phase Four um, goes on. Is this Phase? This is Phase Four. Um, as Phase Four goes on, we will see some fatigue go on. Okay, because not only do you have 
the movies, but you also have the Disney Plus editions. Yep. We've got Loki coming out soon. Miss Marvel, we've said. We've got a Hawkeye show. Mm-hmm. Colin, Marvel fatigue. Are you feeling it? I'm. I'm never feeling it. Uh, I don't feel any fatigue over over superhero films, but I, I think there's definitely um, certain certain types of people that just they'll stop watching. It's it's carry on to be too much and uh, having to watch every single film to be connected to the story uh, for some just is a little much. But uh, I'm all for it anytime. So, Jake, do you think that the lack of Marvel movies for the last year and a half might actually counteract any fatigue that may come up? Yeah, I think that's a great point, and that was where my thoughts were going to. If there was ever a time that you could get away with releasing a Marvel movie or a Marvel property every three months, this is the time because we've had such a drought of it. I mean, sure, we just had WandaVision. We just had uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we're getting Loki this summer. However, in the theaters, we haven't had anything and so i think fans are excited to get back in the theater are excited to see these movies and these characters on the big screen and look we've talked about marvel fatigue before right before infinity war and endgame came out and what ended up happening there people were starting to say this is like westerns people are going to get sick of superhero movies endgame ended up being the highest grossing movie of all time now it's been dethroned again by avatar because of china but but there you are so uh i don't think the fatigue's there i think this is the time that if you can get away with it it's right now and it certainly didn't stop other film studios from making more hero stuff. So we've gotten indulged uh, a deluge of that since it's happened. But moving on, celebrity podcasting. Um, we have the announcement this week of you know Dominic Monaghan, Billy Boyd's podcast, uh, the, and The Friendship Onion. And, of course, we had last week's Jeff Goldblum announcement where he's going to be uh, you know role-playing a sorcerer on a podcast. Um, there seems to be a ton of celebrities starting podcasts. Now, I have a CEO and a president of a podcasting <laughs> network here, so I, I will go with the, the president first because it sounds like a big title. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake, how does, uh, is that, are you good, bad, indifferent to having celebrities podcasts? All of a sudden, this has become a real thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens as celebrities enter this realm more and more. It's always kind of been a place where anybody can have a voice in podcasting. I think that's still the case. Um, But as these celebrities come on and the production gets to be a little bit more professional and the expectation from fans gets to be a little bit higher expectations, we're all going to have to up our game and that's going to mean more money out of our pockets. And we're not getting a whole lot of money put back into our pockets at this point. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it changes the game. Uh, I, I don't know. So what you're saying is it's going to affect my stolen droids paycheck. I, I'm I, well. First of all, this is the first I've heard that you're getting a stolen droids paycheck. Craig, <laughs> no, it's so. not. It's not <laughs> your answer is no. It's not going to affect your stolen droids paycheck. Yeah, so it'll be the same. One. As far as I know, it'll be the same. Nothing's changed. <laughs> Colin, you're the chief executive officer. How is it going to change the way uh, stolen droids works in the podcasting space? Yeah, I, I think Jake said it just right. Uh, you know, we've we've got to focus on uh, a lot of our quality content, and you know, big part of that was uh, was shows like this, Craig. Uh, having having those kind of high profile shows that that not only are audio based, but also moving on to to more of a video type content that's more interactive with um, with with our listeners and, and watchers. Um, you know, podcasting is, has changed a lot over the last decade. I mean, it used to be 
just the small guys that were just kind of sitting in their basements uh, and and eating hot pockets while uh, <laughs> uh, while talking we about can eat their hot favorite pockets. movies. Uh, I, hey, you never know. I can tell Carl is a longtime listener pockets. of my show. Hot it's pockets great. and sitting in the basement talking about <laughs> movies. That sounds like something he would do on movies that make us. Uh, I mean, usually it's because you guys are over at Watchtower Cafe uh, <laughs> drinking, yeah. drinking some uh, some Daredevil uh, Red Bull drinks and stuff. Well, James, there, you're the so. civilian here. You're the civilian in all of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you listen to any celebrity podcasts or podcasts with celebrities on them? I actually don't. Um, so my input is um, sheerly academic um, from reading the articles about them. So um, the thing with celebrity podcasts is they're bringing in a whole um, fandom with them. They're bringing in their their fans to this. Um, so really, it's all about can they maintain um, can they maintain a podcast with their fans by just being them? Will they? Um, be able to create content by just being themselves on this, or will they be? Will they have to like Jeff Goldblum, role play, which I hear he absolutely is amazing as a role player. Um, with Dominic Monaghan and Billy Boyd, they are they're great comics. Aside from being terrific actors, so I think they're going to be able to maintain for for quite a while with theirs. Well, I still think that people don't know what podcasts are, at least a large majority of That's the true. people out there. So anything that brings people to podcasts in general is always going to be a good thing. But we move on. And as of our recording right now, Elon Musk has not stepped on stage, but is due to host Saturday Night Live. And while it's not usual to have uh, non-actors host the show, plenty of them have in the past, uh, this one, a lot of the SNL crew members seem to be a lot more vocal in their dismay with Elon Musk hosting, especially with his anti-union stances, his anti-vax stances, um, his corona is a joke or corona is a hoax kind of perspective. So uh, I will ask you this. Elon Musk, hero or villain? Jake? I think with any uh, iconic personality, any iconic individual, it's so hard because they bring a lot of positive and they bring a lot a lot of negative. So it's hard to call him one or the other. He's obviously done a lot to mainstream something like electric vehicles as far as getting us back into space, things like that, that you can't take away those contributions. Uh, but at the same time, he's going to have some views that a lot of people disagree with. Colin. Uh, yeah, very similar. I, I, th- I think it really comes down to... Yeah, he's made a lot of great technical advances um, with uh, within not not only you know the vehicle industry, but within technology in general uh, and automation and AI and things like that. Um, but you know, also his his word kind of says a lot right now. Uh, I mean, him just simply saying or posting an image of of the Doge meme has sent Dogecoin uh, cryptocurrency. Like skyrocketing, I think last time I checked on it, uh, it's it's at up to seventy cents a coin right now, which 73. is just seventy three, yeah, uh-huh. which is just absolutely insane that a meme of a cryptocurrency has just come out of nowhere and now it's uh, one of the go to cryptocurrencies for at least now. I, I think we'll we'll see uh, a, a huge spike uh, with the SNL skit. Um, that he's doing, but then I think we're we're gonna eventually hit a dip here pretty soon too. 
Well, this he's also a person that is not... He's not opposed to lying, as he did saying that he had found investors for a specific for Tesla and caused the stock to go crazy and was uh, sanctioned by SEC. So, yeah. James, mm-hmm. Elon Musk, hero or villain? I'll take a third option. I'll say anti-hero. <laughs> he, <laughs> Elon Musk is definitely um, he's definitely kind of a wild card. Um, he does. He has made the great contributions that he has, but he's also he's also made the blunders also that he has. Um, definitely a complex individual. Um, I can't. I won't say either way whether he's good or evil. Um, I like the. I like the. Um, I like the label um, anti-hero. Means he can. He is a mixture of good and evil. Well. He certainly is the, the person who has been thrust into the spotlight and given the aura of genius because he's made billions of dollars, but that does not mean he actually knows what he's doing. Um, so he's still going to be up there as a hero for a lot of people and a villain to quite a few. But, m- gentlemen, I want to thank you for giving some tech support today. P- everybody, please be sure to watch Utah RemoteCon the next two weeks on the Stolen Droids YouTube channel. We'll see you later. Last week has come and gone, and tomorrow is just another day, but let us look at some of the things to look forward to as we optimize the week ahead. Today, May 10th, is Clean Up Your Room Day. You can't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. Happy birthday to SNL mainstay and longest tenured cast member of 18 years, Keenan Thompson. Ooh-wee! What up with that? And a big 6-0 to Bono of U2. Utah RemoteCon kicks off with its opening night slate of panels, At 7 p.m., Lindsay Goodwin moderates a Mental Health and Pop Culture 2 discussion on mental health and how it is presented in pop culture, followed by a Mortal Kombat panel where a discussion and review of the new Mortal Kombat will happen. Better than the original? True to the game? Worth your time? Come join the discussion and find out what the panelists think. On Tuesday, May 11th, it's Eat What You Want Day, otherwise known as Being an Adult. Join the cast of Movies That Make Us as they join me on a special Utah RemoteCon edition of Cast Off, where they will be recasting Ocean's Eleven for points. That starts at 7 p.m. Mountain, followed by a panel titled Eight Movies at 8 p.m., where they will discuss the best and worst of the incredible genre of eight movies. Yes, the genre of eight movies. Wednesday, May 12th, is National Root Canal Appreciation Day, to which I say, go f*** yourself. What's next? National Stabbed in the Face But Didn't Die Appreciation Day? Oh, that's the same thing. Again, go f*** yourself. Birthdays include Captain America's Sharon Carter, otherwise known as Emily Van Camp, and Donald Gleason of the Star Wars Harry Potter and Peter Rabbit Cinematic Universes. It's Nostalgia Night at Utah RemoteCon, and they go back in time at 7pm Mountain to remember the Power Rangers. Revisit your favorite Power Rangers from your favorite series or era of the pop culture phenomenon. Followed by everyone's favorite Scottish ogre, Shrek, and its 20th anniversary. Despite the film being a beloved classic, Shrek was anything but easy to get made. From one producer's quest to make it a revenge film against Disney, to the tragic loss of original voice actor Chris Farley. Thursday is Top Gun Day. If you feel the need for speed, head over to matineeheroes.com and download their current episode featuring Jake Dietz as they discuss Top Gun and its propaganda ways. Happy birthday to new Batman Robert Patterson and to epic Tolkien nerd Stephen Colbert. Intergalactic premieres on NBC's Peacock streaming platform, it's the year 2143, after Sky Cop, Sky Cop, after Sky Cop, Harper, played by Savannah Stein, is set up for a crime she had nothing to do with, she is placed aboard prisoner transport ship the Hemlock, bound for an off-planet prison. 
On board, she is thrown into the melee of a mutiny stirred up by the band of hardened female criminals who threaten to kill her if she doesn't fly them to safety. Sky Cops, a women's prison riot in underwater cities, what more can you ask for? More Utah Remote Con, that's what. Thursday is book night, and at 7 p.m. Mountain, they'll be discussing all things Red Rising. Red Rising is a series of dystopian science fiction novels by American author Pierce Brown set on a future planet Mars and follows low-born miner Darrow as he infiltrates the ranks of the elite golds. And at 8 p.m., a panel on audiobooks and audiobook narrators. How much does the narration or narrator in your audiobooks matter? Who are some of your favorites? Who are some you can't stand? Come listen to what the panelists have to say about it. Friday, May 14th is Fantastic Friday, giving sharks a voice. The day celebrates and raises awareness for sharks and is geared towards children. It encourages them to get involved in shark conservation efforts and to help change public opinion about sharks, from fear to appreciation and from hate to love. Remember, more people die each year by sand dunes collapsing on people than shark attacks, so mathematically, you're safer in the water than on the shore. Happy birthday to Star Wars creator George Lucas and to Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Combined worth $121 billion. So don't send them a gift. They probably already have one. Premiering on Netflix is The Woman in the Window, a psychological thriller starring Amy Adams and a blockbuster supporting cast of Gary Oldman, Julianne Moore, and Anthony Mackie. Confined to her home by agoraphobia, a psychologist becomes obsessed with her new neighbors and solving a brutal crime she witnessed from her window. Sounds like something you need to watch with the lights on. Over at the Utah Remote Con, it's Marvel Night at 7 p.m. Mountain, Surviving the Blip, The Impact of Thanos and the Hulk Snap post-Avengers Endgame. That's a long title. By the conclusion of Avengers Endgame, Bruce Banner's snap with the Infinity Gauntlet returned half of all life in the universe, lost to Thanos' previous snap, happily reuniting friends and loved ones lost over five years and restoring order to the world. But not so fast. Join the panel of Marvel experts and enthusiasts as they examine the Marvel Cinematic Universe post-blip and its effect on Earth's population and the heroes who have sworn to protect them. They'll analyze the blip's impact in Spider-Man Far From Home, WandaVision, and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, while looking ahead to forthcoming films and Disney Plus series compromising Phase 4. At 8pm, a Falcon and the Winter Soldier recap. And now that it's over, you probably have some thoughts on the series, and so do the panelists. Come listen to them discuss this series and what it means for the whole MCU. That was much shorter than the last one. At 9 p.m., Marvel's What's Next? And game is over. WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier have now wrapped up. What is next for the MCU? What can we expect from upcoming movies and shows? Find out only at Utah RemoteCon. Saturday, May 15th is World Whiskey Day, as one of my uncles called it, the morning. Utah RemoteCon has a full day slate of gaming panels, so fire up your consoles and watch at 10 a.m. as they discuss online gaming etiquette. The panel is about how not to be a jerk, but still kick everyone's butt. You know these people, the ones who call names, have music in the background, or breathe through the mic, or are simply toxic. What is the best way to handle those people and ensure we are being an example of good gaming etiquette? Watch at 10 a.m. At 11 a.m., they discuss esports and how they've originated and how far they've come. 12 p.m. brings us video games that have changed the future of gaming. Video games have come a long way in the last decade or so, especially in the last couple of years. Each game has a unique element that has shaped the way we program, design, and eventually play and experience video games. Video game technology and storytelling are continuously pushing the boundaries, but are there any games or pieces of technology that have revolutionized the industry beyond ever looking back? At 1 p.m., tabletop role-playing game anxiety, a discussion on overcoming the anxiety of role-playing tabletop games. That one worries me. And the day ends with a live episode at 2 p.m. of the Cutscenes and Cupcakes podcast. Sunday brings the end of a long week with National Do Something Good for Your Neighbor Day. Here's an idea. Just leave them alone. Turn down your music. Don't tune your Harley Davidson in the yard for two hours. And don't cook anything overly smelly. 
and wish a birthday, happy birthday, to James Bond's Pierce Brosnan, as well as Machete himself, Danny Trejo. We'll be right back with the meme of the week. Here's a story where crime does pay, if you're young enough. A four-year-old, Noah Ruiz, was on his mom's laptop for remote learning when his iPad wasn't working. His mom, Jennifer Bryant, was busy in another room when Noah found his way to her Amazon Prime account, which she shares with her sister nearby. A few clicks later and a very happy Noah was going about his day. All day he was walking around saying 51, 51. She said, I wasn't really surprised because he was diagnosed with ASD, which is Autism Spectrum Disorder. Then she got the call. Three huge boxes, each weighing 70 pounds and requiring immediate freezing, had arrived at her sister's house. That's when Jennifer discovered she was the proud owner of, you guessed it, 51 cases of SpongeBob popsicles costing around $2,600. A friend and fellow student at NYU's Silver School of Social Work started a GoFundMe for her, hoping to help pay off at least some of the popsicles. The GoFundMe paid off the ice pops within 24 hours and the donations kept coming in, climbing way past the original target. Jennifer says she'll use the extra money to pay for Noah's schooling and the extra educational support he needs. The internet was clearly on the kid's side. Some kid ordered 3,000 worth of SpongeBob popsicles from Amazon, and I think he's my hero. While others looked more at the reality of the situation. I'd die if that happened though. That'd be the entirety of my account, and I'd be like, well, SpongeBob popsicles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner this month, loudly crying face. And then there's always one parent that just shouldn't go online. I'ma tell you right now, if my future son orders 3,000 worth of SpongeBob popsicles, I'm gonna put them in the freezer and eat each and every one of them in front of him for the next decade and not offer him a single one. That's just sweet. A rumor that Warner Brothers is going to be producing a black Superman and is currently looking for a black director to helmet sent Henry Cavill fans into a tizzy. Whether well, it was a sweet thank you Thank you, Henry Cavill, for being such a wonderful Superman. Or Marvel fans seeing an opportunity. Henry Cavill, please join the MCU. Or the fan showing how cruel Hollywood can be. Marvel dropped Shang-Chi trailer, a gift to Simu Liu, on his birthday. WB dropped news of Kal-El being replaced on Henry Cavill's birthday. Oof. One thing is for sure, change is inevitable. Which is why when I saw this tweet from Tyrant Leon circulating, I've seen two separate tweets about how William Jackson Harper would be a great Clark Kent slash Superman and how Giancarlo Esposito would be a great Lex Luthor. Seeing them side by side, I absolutely agree. I'd love to watch a Superman movie with these two. Well, as host of the cast off where we recast movies for fun, this just had to be the meme of the week. That concludes this week's Memory Wipe. Please subscribe to the show on YouTube, click the bell icon and get notified when we have a new show. Look for the audio version on the show on Apple Podcasts and your favorite podcatchers. Follow us on Twitter at MemoryWipe and on Instagram at MorningMemoryWipe. Send your emails to MorningMemoryWipe at gmail.com. And thanks for watching. Remember, if we didn't talk about it, you don't need to remember it. See you next week.